Let's make sure history never forgets the name. Sci-fi melody. Got out. So, Rage, what are we... Wait a minute. When did we get a magic stone circle in the middle of the recording room? Uh, never. Is that a Stargate? Holy smeg it is. I mean... Oh my god, someone's coming through! It's it! It's Rock! Aloha, brohas, how we doing? Just checking up to make sure that Rage is currently wearing pantaloons, and I am not in trouble. Get out of here! I I already wore the pants! You can't make me do an intro! And wear pants! So I assume the intro is going about as well as I expected then. Get out! Yep, that's me trying to do an intro while wearing pants. You're probably wondering how we got here, and it all started with Ruck being all sensitive and stuff. That's about as much of an intro as you're getting. So let's go do the review. And yep, that's me, Ruckstar. You're probably wondering how I got myself in this situation. Well, it was all during one day in a meeting when I was asked, Hey Ruck, can you record us today? Because Scott can't. And I guess that's a short story. Alright, well on with Malady. Sci-Fi Malady, Symptom 229, Stargate, the original one. Welcome back, sickies, to First Contact February. And yes, I am wearing pants. Whether that's fortunate or not, uh, well, Thomas seems to think so. Uh, obviously, yes. Yeah. So, uh, we are continuing our month with Stargate. Now, Scott had to step out, but Thomas and I can take over here. Uh, I'm a big fan of this film, and Thomas ironically he's a fan of this but he came at it kind of backwards didn't you thomas um definitely considering i watched the show and loved the show before i knew it came from a movie now which show because there were a couple of spinoffs well i watched the first one first stargate sg1 and okay and then atlantis and uh, pretty much all the spinoffs except for the universe before I knew it was really from a movie and watched the movie. Oh, there's a movie Stargate universe. Well, there's multiple movies in the Stargate universe, but I guess the, oh. I watched the show before I watched the original movie. Mm-hmm, okay. So yeah, you kind of came backwards, whereas I started from the movie. Um, it came out in 1994, and it stars the likes of James Spader and Kurt Russell, two big, big names there. Uh, you also have some other really big names. Uh, for example, Eric Avari, who is the Egyptian uh, chieftain. And you have the acting debut and ending of Jay Davidson, who played Amun-Ra. Yay. Didn't do terrible. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that, but uh, so I remember going to see this in the in the uh, theater, 
And I really liked this. In fact, so did my dad. And he was kind of a hard person to please when it came to sci-fi. But um, no, this really, I am not surprised it led to a spinoff. There was a lot of potential here. And they utilized it well. Uh, I remember, now the TV show didn't come out right away. It wasn't like, well, here's movie and here's TV show. Because the movie actually didn't do too well. Um, in fact, it still doesn't have a high score on Rotten Tomatoes, but uh, Rotten Tomatoes, who cares what they think? And Metacritic uh, didn't give it a high score either. But again, who cares what critics think? Uh, you don't need them, sickies. You got us. <laughs> and so... Yeah, you don't need critics. So anyway, let's dive in here. The story is pretty simple, actually. Um, It takes place in, you know, 1994, but it starts off earlier in like the 30s where a archaeological dig finds a large metal ring. Now, in the original film, there was a cutout scene that showed the aliens uh, landing outside an Egyptian village and one of the humans crept up towards it and was kidnapped. They cut that out. And I think that was a good move on their part because that would have looked kind of dumb. It was almost burying the lead at that point. Now, I mean, admittedly it comes back in the show, but. Oh, it does. Well, and that's fine. Cause by then you've already established that being the case. Yeah. Um, but to do that right away would have been burying the lead a little bit. So it starts off the official theatrical release, discovering the gate. And then it goes to James Spader's character, Daniel Jackson, uh, giving a speech about hieroglyphics and saying how the hieroglyphics are telling us aliens. Q, if Scott were here, he'd uh, do his, uh, we don't know that this wasn't aliens but i'm not as good at uh giorgio Sucleos or anybody else but this he was an ancient alien theorist and of course everybody laughed him out of the room because that's when we uh dismissed crackpot archaeology back then back then and so eventually though he is picked up by the same woman uh who wound up uh, she was a little girl when they spot found the ring and she took him into their confidence to translate. He was able to translate a disc and lo and behold, it turns out the United States military is pl- trying to figure out the Stargate. And with Daniel's help, they figure it out and they trace it, but they open the gate and it goes back to the origins and Daniel manages to convince them to let him go with them because he might be able to read writing and do things. Basically he's the brain on the ground, but of course it's a military operation. So they bring in Jack O'Neill, Colonel Jack O'Neill, who played by Kurt Russell and a team of soldiers to go investigate. And of course, Colonel Jack brings uh, an atomic bomb with him. Duh. And it's also noteworthy that Colonel Jack's son is dead and he's borderline suicidal which would that mean they put him on the mission in reality probably not but at the same time you know if they got to detonate the bomb well actually probably even more likely because you find out again this isn't the first time that the portal's been used right oh no not at all 
Oh, yeah. in the show you find out. Now in the movie you don't know. You, you it's it's assumed it worked. They kind of show you in the movie because eventually you do find out, kind of, but not. They don't say it. They show they don't tell. They yeah. you basically they get out and they go and they find a city. They find an animal that's been domesticated with a harness. They follow it back to a city full of humans who are mining this metal made of the same substance as the Stargate. And they wind up uh, befriending them and finding a hieroglyphics, which talk about humans getting put through the Stargate. So you see that that's how they got there. Uh, now, multiple times, the movie doesn't tell you multiple times. They just, it, it's implied, I guess. But the TV show came out and said it. Yeah. So, and of course, then Amun Ra shows up and his ship lands on the planet, captures the humans, takes Daniel Jackson and puts him in a, like, Daniel Jackson gets injured and he gets, uh, res not resurrected, but repaired. And then on top of it, learns the alien's language and him and Ra have an exchange where Ra explains to him, well, I was uh, an alien. I was trying to cheat death. And I found out that humans were really easy to repair. And I could keep doing that and just kind of live forever with my technology. So that's what he did. Yes. The technology, and, which all looks Egyptian, the sarcophagus, right. the ships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, and in fact, the uh, his guards wear these really cool-looking masks, and uh, they fly in these gliders that shoot lasers, and they have these spears that shoot lasers. And, and also, Ra eventually gets ticked. He sees the atom bomb, and he's like, wow, you guys have come a long way. Well, I've increased the strength a hundredfold. I'm going to send it back to your planet and blow it up now. So the humans start a rebel. The army starts a rebellion with the humans, and winds up sending the atom bomb to the aliens' ship, Ra's ship, and blowing it up. And then the army, the troops decide to go back, but Daniel Jackson decides to stay with the Egyptians on that planet. So, um, a few little fun facts to get us started before we do our dives and our rips and picks. This was the first film to have a website. Really? Yeah. Now, of course, in 1994, it would have just had photos and written promos. It wouldn't have had videos because in 1994, to watch a trailer on your computer online would have been like, well, uh, I'm going to click download. We'll come back <laughs> tomorrow, assuming nobody picks up the phone. Well, let's be honest, that would have been a even longer than that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay, this is going to take a while. Nobody pick up the phone. <laughs> no one breathe around here because you'll yeah. probably disconnect it. Yeah, well, and odds are it wouldn't work anyway. You'd go, you'd go back and you'd be like, ah, something happened. I guess. Try again. Uh, well, there goes another week of my day time. Yeah, so they wouldn't have had that. But they did all the promos online. Big deal there. In fact, um, just out of curiosity, I'm wondering if it's still there. I'm going to take a look. Because I am way too curious now. Stargate <laughs> original film. Original film website. It's got to be there. Stuff stays on the. Uh, stuff stays online forever, right? 
once it's online, it never goes away. Exactly. So we just got to You just got to dig enough, I guess. Well, I'm sure it's on now. But yeah, I just don't think I, I feel like digging enough to. Also, who knows what you might stumble across. Yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> it is the internet. <laughs> yeah, that's there's a good point. But anyway, it's there. Uh, another fun fact: James Spader, who plays uh, Daniel Jackson, and for those of you uh, of the fan, fans of the Blacklist, he plays uh, Reddington. He uh, didn't really like the film all that much. Uh, he read the script, and it just wasn't for him. And uh, why he took the job, I don't know if it was for a paycheck or role, the director Roland Emmerich kind of sweet talked him. I don't know, but he. He wasn't really that fond of it. He did a good job, but what I find interesting is that he normally plays a real arrogant jerk, and in this movie, he was anything but. He was actually kind of a dweeb. <laughs> so, uh, it, it shows the range on the guy. Yes, he Probably, does have quite a bit of range. Yeah. Coming, I mentioned earlier about the actor the, who played Rod, Jay Davidson. This was his first and only time in the films, in film. Uh, Jay apparently never wanted to be an actor, and he was discovered in a bar. Uh, and then a direct, uh, he was in a show, he was discovered in a bar, and Jordan was asked to be, by uh, Davidson, rather, was asked to be in the, the film as the villain. And he didn't want to do it. So he thought, oh, yeah, I'll do it for a million. He said a million thinking they would say no, but instead the studio said, okay. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, he was kind of like, ah, crap. All right, fine. And it turns out he found the job very difficult. He did not, he had trouble memorizing lines. He... The costumes were uncomfortable. He he did not enjoy his time, and when it was done, he cashed in, cashed out, and that was then the end of it. <clears throat> so that's interesting fact. Also, Thomas, you might be, find this funny. Next fact: Stargate SG One, apparently by some of the top brass of the U.S. Air Force, was really well loved. Uh, I do know this because the actual NOAD actually has a door dedicated which says SG-1 on it. Stargate yes. SG-1. And it is a boom closet. Closet, Yeah, because in the film where the Stargate is, it's in Cheyenne, which is NORAD. Real, nor, is NORAD. But people kept asking to see the Stargate tunnel, so they were like, fine, here, we'll label this one SG-1, but it's just a broom closet. It's just a cleaning closet. Yep. So if any of you spies break into there, you'll find the uh, mop and wave break bucket, mop bucket technology that NORAD uses to mop the break room floor. Let that, that secret out. <laughs> wave break 2000 technology. See, wave break in a mop bucket is two plastic sides that stop the water from sloshing around and spilling out when you're moving the bucket around. I've said too much! Uh, Well, I'm afraid I have to kill you now. Our enemies know everything! So, um, 
The film director, it turns out, by the way, speaking of the show, did not like the show. He said the characters went in directions he did not plan, and he planned for a trilogy of movies. So, yeah, no offense, but I have to say, I think whatever the movie was planning was not as good as the TV, probably. Uh, probably not. I mean, I don't know how you could make that a trilogy, because once the movie ends, it's like, well, what what do you do now? I don't know know where he was going with it, because it doesn't make sense to continue it unless you did really what they did. Right. You as a TV show, I saw the point because it's not like they destroyed the Stargate. So there's stuff you can do. There's okay. Let's find out if there's other Stargates, that kind of thing. Whereas the movie ended on a note of, well, um, okay, well, we'll we'll catch you later if you get sick of living like it's you know, 300 BC. So, uh, so the main colonel is colonel o'neill played by kurt russell well when they got macgyver i mean richard dean anderson (laughs) for the tv show yeah Yeah. to play in the tv show uh he came in with one condition that the o'neill be spelled differently why i i don't know he also he also had other things but whatever well, and he's a, he's kind of a completely and well, the reason is he was a completely different character because O'Neill, the Kurt Russell character is just a silent, strong, I take my orders and do my duty kind of guy. And plus since he's suicidal, it's not like he cares if they say, "Well, go over there and throw plunge forward with atom bomb towards aliens." Okay, whatever. I hope I die this time. So, whereas I guess uh, O'Neill from the show was a bit more wisecracking, a bit more, um, he was a bit of a maverick, actually. Very different. So, when he took the job, I guess he wanted to be a different O'Neill, which, Which, all right, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, again, doing the movie, they had very little time to show some stuff, so I'm not really mad at it because it's like it makes almost more sense for them to have played the straight to the point command yeah looks better i think yeah well and for the tv show it would because at the end of the day it eventually just turns into is jack o'neill ever going to tell people no is he ever going to think on his own or is he just going to keep trying to die i mean at some point he's going to (laughs) die at some point he's going to waste himself Whereas if you have this O'Neill, okay, well, now he's going to keep doing this. So that was probably a good move on the TV, the, uh, the showrunner's part. Yeah. The effect of the Stargate itself was oh, created I love by, that. Yeah, by having a pool of water and shooting an air cannon into it. Such an iconic one. Oh, yeah. Well, and you know, it's, it just is one of those things like, man... Back when they had to be really creative. And yeah, there is some CGI in the movie for sure. But it was 1994, so you still couldn't rely on it. There wasn't an effects department or a post-production team. You know, movies today are taken care of by a number of different post-production companies. They didn't have that back then. So, in fact, 
I wouldn't be surprised if some of the post-production that's done in modern movies is done in like Iowa somewhere by <laughs> two guys in a room because and because they, they only give them 30 seconds of action to edit. So whereas back then you didn't have that. You had to you could use some CGI, but you still had to be practical. And so air cannon in the water makes our gate. But uh, wear and tear made the gate malfunction a lot for the show so the sequence became shorter and shorter with each season because you know also multiple times the stargate actually didn't actually work they'd have styrofoams or something some oh show. really yeah well and you know what that would be uh, a point you know someone gets trapped on the other side and you gotta yeah. work it out and again this this film that started all this mm-hmm. is nothing i mean is nothing like what they did at the end with the shows because oh no no now now some of the cast did reapplies their roles um i mean i just forgot his name oh not o'neill the doctor what, uh, oh uh jackson daniel jackson daniel jackson did a very good job and i mean you got to say he did a very good performance oh he showed back up in the show once or twice uh, he's a main character in the show. Oh, okay. So the actor they got, it it wasn't James Spader, was it, for the show? It was someone else, right? Uh, yes. I okay. I believe so. Oh, man. Well, I'm... that makes sense, because if he didn't like the script, why would he do the show? Yeah. So. Uh, and yeah. I just have to do this. This is a interesting fact. So... If you've ever lived abroad and seen a movie that's in English, they really suck at translating titles. <laughs> oh boy, what Stargate's translated. So, uh, for example, when I lived in the Czech Republic, the movie 300 came out. And I thought, how do you mess up the title 300? It's a number. Well, they found a way. It was 300, the Battle of Thermopylae. I mean, at least it was still correct, but it's like, you don't need to add anything. It's just a number. There's nothing to translate. It's 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 a number. <laughs> but if that's not annoying enough, there's two examples I found that in this particular note. The Jack Nicholson film, as good as it, as good as it gets, was in Chinese audience was renamed Mr. Cat Poop. <laughs> I mean, like, how... <laughs> I, I've seen that movie. Where is that? Like, no, that doesn't even work. Uh, and then Army of Darkness, starring Bruce Campbell, was renamed Captain Supermarket because he, for Japan, because he worked in S-Mart. I, I, okay. Although I think stretch, that... stretch, but okay. Yeah, at least it's a fun title. But anyway, in Mexico... In Mexico, they kind of screwed it up and changed it to the gate of time. Um, Time, huh? I mean, I know time dilation's a thing, but it's not a time machine. At least not in the DeLorean sense. Not in the way you think of it. No. So, like, what? (laughs) How do you screw that up? Don't know, but apparently they did. Uh, they did. 
Okay, Thomas, I want to ask if you've ever named, played the game Crisis, spelled with a Y. Yes. Okay, it's by EA. And it has you fighting aliens as well as North Koreans. And so you might have seen this. Um, there was a StarCry mod that allowed players to enter Cheyenne Mountain Complex and activate a working Stargate. And the enemies that come out attack you with staff weapons, and you can fire back with other Zatnikatol. Basically, you could get the weapons. Zatnikatol. Zatnikatol. So they, yeah, basically there was a little Stargate scene. That was kind of neat. Interesting. Uh, Stargate also had a bunch of books. You know, we talked about spinoffs. There were also a ton of books. Uh, I think I'll wrap it up here with, uh, yeah, there was an SGI video game. That um, never got made. Yeah, never got made, but they were working on it, so. It's supposed to be an um, MMORPG. But... Yeah. You know what? I think we've gone, I think I've gone on enough with the fun facts. Let's get to the spinoffs here. I mentioned the novels. There were quite a few novels, but they were tied to the um the show so i didn't watch the show all that much i remember it was on sg or uh, sci-fi channel and thomas you told me pre-show that it was also on showtime because the first episode had to have nudity in it yes and so they never yeah. had nudity again yeah that was it but uh i remember the show and yep that's me once again, you're probably wondering why I stopped Malady. Well, technically I didn't stop it because the rest of the file was corrupted. And unfortunately, the rest of this Malady doesn't exist. However, let me give you a brief synopsis of what I remember happening. Firstly, Ragemaster goes on a very, very long rant about ancient aliens. Don't ask me why, I just remember that. Secondly, they rated the movie very well. Don't remember the exact numbers. I feel like Thomas was like a 7.5 and Rage was like a 7. So I think that was pretty much it. I feel like Scott would have rated this pretty high too. I miss that man. I'm very tired. Anyways, uh, since nobody else is here to say it, Go to www. Hey, it's me. No, I'm just kidding. Go to www.ravinglunaticmedia.com. Ravinglunaticmedia.com. Ravinglunaticmedia.com to find out what we're all about and go listen to all the other shows on Raving Lunatic Media. And since Ragemaster is not here to say it, go ahead and catch the sickness. Stay sick, sickies. Hey. 
Hey, I've seen this one. I've seen this one. This is a classic. This is our uh, sci-fi melody. Dresses up as a man from space. What do you mean you've seen this? It's brand new. Yeah, well, I saw it on a rerun.